From the depths of space comes the strongest man on earth in the super adventure odyssey. Hercules. The incredible Lou Ferrigno is Hercules. Welcome back to the Substandard, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Punch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you that the Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look on a podcast, search for the Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, leave a review. Uh, in addition, we'd also like to remind you that Substandard show notes posted by Jonathan Last are often available on Fridays at 11 a.m., at weeklystandard.com. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL. Yeah. Tough weekend. Elaborate. Tough weekend. Uh, Friday at about 11 p.m., we got a visit from streptococcal pharyngitis in my Ooh, family. All right. Ooh. And it is one of those moments when, you know, it's back to school, mm-hmm. which means Same. somebody's going to have strep throat. Immediately. My Almost immediately. My elder daughter... Uh, came down with it and it was one of those moments I don't do you guys ever get this way with your kids either they because of a wake up or a time change or sick when you can literally see your weekend receding away from you like into the horizon as mm. you like it's it's not even midnight it's not even technically Saturday yet and I can see my like, weekend disappear there it goes bye bye there it's it is gone. gone wave to it as it heads off into the ether the only the only good thing about it frankly was it meant that I didn't have to go camping? Yeah, well, so that I was is able a big to get win. out of. I was That's able to get out of camping. That's a big win because so. camping is garbage. Was camping related to any sort of enforced activity or just you school, going, school, school camp out? Uh, and not only did I not have to go camping, mm-hmm. but I could then do a lot of virtue signaling with the other parents at my little hippie Montessori school by saying, you know, my kid has strep throat. And I don't want her mm-hmm. to be around to infect mm-hmm. any of you guys, mm-hmm. because all parents like judge each other constantly. But what they really judge and hate because it impacts them personally is people who drop sick kids off at yeah, school. Yeah, that's right. I don't want them sick. to miss school, so here you go. Which which doesn't mean I don't want mm-hmm. to miss school. Is I don't want to be inconvenienced by having to take time <laughs> off from my job to stay home with my children. That's what it really means. Yeah. But I, I I having to stop at the camp out to drop off all the food that we had committed to bringing when we were going to actually attend. Mm-hmm. I made a big show of. Uh, yeah, no, no. You know, hey, bud, I I wish we were here, but we didn't want her to infect anybody else. And were you wearing your best? A lot of... <laughs> Actually, I wasn't because it was like 85 degrees. <laughs> it was really hot this I was weekend. Really it was unpl- annoyingly... I was unpleased by that. It was very hot. I was, hot I, was, I, I, uh, I was very upset that I couldn't I couldn't stroll around at a nice nice cardigan. Shawl collar? Of some, of some sort. Yes, preferably shawl collar. So yeah. that was that was my that, weekend. That, that was your weekend, weekend Victor, right now. Um, Yeah, my weekend well, was strep throat, my, okay, and you know well, what that is all about. Yes, yes, I do. Uh, yes, we're going through the colds right now, and it's passed it to the whole family, um, including myself. But uh, on Saturday, we uh, went up to Winchester and visited my brother-in-law, Captain Bill Dwyer, and the family, and everyone had a good time. Um, what does he do for a living? Oh, he is a firefighter, fire marshal, uh, wow. and all around, and and he was making a, a great mango salad or something that I helped him with. That I said I could help you with. I'll chop up the cilantro. Uh, and then he said, you know, but they're getting a renovation or an In add-on. prison, you'll be very valuable. Oh, I'll be needed. I'll be needed. Uh, and uh, they were doing some, they're, they're getting ready for a big renovation in the in the house. 
And he said, you know, when they do the wrecking part, he, he said, you know, why, uh, why don't you come over? We're having that big wrecking party, you know, where we, you know, with the sledgehammers. And I'm like, and uh, do what? What would I do? I'm not quite sure. Um, so that was uh, that. What I, I said, yeah, you should sure. go and bring Michael. So Michael, like the joys of a, a boy being told, hey, here's yeah, a you house. Just wreck something. You just yeah, wreck it. No, they weren't shooting BB guns. But Michael loved that. So I mean, it's out there. I mean, they're out in the country. That in the country. So and Sabrina helped feed the horses. So it's 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 out there. Horses. It's the farm. It's 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 the farm, man. Anyway, and uh, but on Sunday, but on Sunday, I went with our friend uh, Michael Farb and his son. And me and my son, we went to the Andrews Air Show. Hey, how and was it? That was, I, mean, I got sunburned, but a B-17 in flight, oh. that's really something to see and hear. Same thing with a B-29, that was oh. impressive. The B-29 is so much sleeker, and you just see it, and it's so shiny compared to the B-17, and it just goes, and you can just stare at that. How low were they? Low, I mean, you know, they mean they, you see them take off, and then they're flying around, oh, and, um, and then we saw the Thunderbirds. And uh, which were great, not the fly, uh, the Blue Angels, but the Thunderbirds, uh, the, the Golden Knights. You know, those parachute guys were great, and they're doing free fall until they, you know, and then they drop their chute. Um, but the most incredible thing we saw was the F twenty two, the Raptor. The Raptor was it there. It came out of nowhere, and it just <laughs> performed acrobatics in the air for like thirty minutes, and doing all sorts of, sorts of weird moves and things, and. And it, it's a shame that they canceled that, that they're not, you know, I think they have only 180 or something. Well, you uh, know, that's okay, because the J-35 is going to oh. be awesome someday, <laughs> maybe. I'm sure politics did not play a role in that. I, this is not the topic for this show, no, obviously. Of course. But someday it is worth having a long discussion about that if you were looking for signs of American decadence, item number three on the list would have to be the decision to kill the F-22. Yeah. You know, I, I am not aware of any major power which has ever killed a superior weapon system yeah, for purely something. because of, like, stupid namby-pamby. Mm -hmm. Oh, we want mm -hmm. to work well mm -hmm. with our allies. Right. It, it's an amazing No, the, the sound, What does it sound like? What, what did the F-22 sound like? It's like a crackling noise, and it's loud. I mean, but I mean, they're all the jets are loud, but particularly, it makes this weird crackling noise, and you saw what, uh, normally it would be afterburners. You see the, fl the flames coming out the back. Super cruise. Exactly. They don't have afterburners. <laughs> they have super cruise, and of course they have, and it's, and it's full stealth. Yeah. It's like the Indominus Rex of Jurassic World in a plane. It just has features of little everything in the plane, and oh, and then they had a great moment where it was the F twenty two flying next to a P fifty one. Wow, that was very powered by dilithium crystals. <laughs> which is what's really interesting about that? I don't know how they made that work. Yes. That's really, did, was there an A ten? A ten? Oh, of course. The A tens were on the ground. Oh. The A tens were on the Could ground. Could you like, climb up in the cockpit? Couldn't of climb the up, but Michael is touching the cannon because he's tall oh. enough now, which is weird. Have uh, you shown him videos of the A ten? I don't. I didn't show him like, that. I took videos tanks. of the F. Yeah, exactly. And the F twenty two is. Uh, I took video of the F twenty two is great, uh, and it reminded me JVL of Tom Winkler. Remember the great, Wink? Yes, Wink. That was his nickname. Tom Winkler was the son of Claudia uh, Anderson, our former uh, Weekly Standard former managing editor who retired. Tom, after college, joined uh, the our Navy. Age. Which people should know yeah, he is literally our maybe, age, same yeah, year just as you about, and I. yeah. And uh, he became a Navy fighter pilot, flew an F eighteen off of carriers, flew in Afghanistan, then went to Miramar, went to Top Gun school, and became a Blue Angel, and now is a naval attaché in Paris. And I don't feel at all, you know, uh, have. Uh, you some think sort you stack of, up? Yeah, so no, yeah, it's, it's right, fine. Right. It's yeah. a funny story about Tom. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I have always, as you and I have always talked about Tom, as if he is literally Maverick from Tom Cruise. Yeah, he is. And from Top my Gun. wife. Top oh, right. I'm sorry. Maverick from Tom Cruise. Maverick from Top Gun. Uh, my wife was always highly amused by this because Tom is the type of guy who like m- women want to be with him and men want to be him. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. perfect in every single way. Mm-hmm. He's good looking. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic. He's yeah. brilliant. He's mm-hmm. went to Top Gun. And my wife would be like, oh, yeah, you with your boy crush on Tom Winkle would make fun of me. And we met him, she, for the first time. And he happened to be wearing his dress white. It was at a sort of an event. <laughs> and I introduced her to, to Tom. And Tom was like, oh, it's so great to finally meet you. Heard so much all about you. We caught up because Tom, you, Tom, and I were like buddies, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day before he became a man. And uh, we turn and walk away from the receiving line at this event. Mm-hmm. And Shannon looks at me and she goes, okay, I get it. <laughs> for the longest time you know because it's she would have left me yeah right no there. that was the one that's the one thing i used to tell kate because of course uh in the old days kate uh lived two doors down from claudia and from time to time don't meet tom. i said don't meet tom whatever you do we were in a car and he came by hey how you doing i'm like we're not we're not staying we gotta go <laughs> just said, wave just as we wave, go just wave i said i don't want her to get any ideas because otherwise you know unless it's me of course you know then anyway but uh, that was uh, that was the weekend. That gels well with that thing we were talking about before the show today. <laughs> I wouldn't have mind. I wouldn't have mind. He's a real American, Sonny. Oh, oh, oh Sonny, no. how are you? Oh, guys. Hey, Sonny. I'm glad that we kept that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you you wait, are trying to earn that E, aren't you? Wait till you hear it when I start uh, with my cold open that uh, I produced by myself this week. Oh no. Uh. My yes. weekend was good. I uh, I'm very pleased to announce that my fantasy baseball team is in the finals. You oh, made it. The finals you of beat my the top seed. League. I beat the top seed. Beat the number one guy. Now after beat him this six happens, to five, it was. Do you very sort close. of? Is it like you know? Hey, good game, good game. <coughs> or do you like just trash talk each other and rub? It's usually. It's usually. Anymore. We're pretty. We're a pretty casual and civil. Uh, group, we've been doing this for a long time, so we, okay. nobody likes. There was a there was a guy who was really abrasive, and we kicked him out of the league. He then threatened to sue one of our uh, one of our commissioners. What? Uh, who he himself is a lawyer. Like, so the commissioner oh. is a lawyer. Oh, that's And not good. the guy like sent him papers. Was like, I'm suing you in small claims court, and he's like, if you do this, it's going to totally f with my career. Don't don't do it. And it was like, so this is the sort of person that we kick out of the league. We we like we like to have a very wow. uh, casual. Casual sort of thing, but I did. I did triumph. It was very close. It was a six-five win. You know, it, it got it. It literally, he had Anthony Rendon going on Sunday night, uh, and I was watching the Sunday night game. And he needed if he had gotten one run, if he had gotten just one run, he would have won. And Anthony Rendon literally on third base in the seventh inning, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose. And then I didn't lose. So, so Rendon came going. through for you. Rendon came through for me by not scoring. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, good weekend for me. Great weekend. I don't you, you guys with your your loser airplane <laughs> nerd talk. I got the fantasy baseball win. That's all that really matters. Is your kid sick? No, she's actually she seems to be doing okay. Mm. Well, it's only a matter of time. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it has been too long. She will almost certainly get some sort of horrible disease before the end of the month. But uh, all right. Yeah. So anyway, my weekend was great. Good to hear, Sunny. Now, 
Uh, last uh, week we were going to talk about ice cream, but didn't get yeah, you a chance. Had, you had just planned a whole thing. I, well, and you, you were know, trying to, I you stick were trying to the to, script, Sonny. You were trying to I shove it in there at like 48 minutes. I you were like, I, I was looking at the, I was uh-huh. looking at the, said, the we timer. Could do it. We could do it. I was looking at the timer. I was like, God, we're going to do this in like three minutes. We're not even we done get, talking get, about we had horror to get, movies we had yet. To, we had to get it done because, oh, we were done. We had to get it done because, you know, we have so many other things we're going to talk about. You know, every episode, it's like, right. oh my gosh! I mean, there's, there's just, just a plethora. so many things, and we have to there's cut a, so much out. You know, there's so many topics for us to discuss. The script, the script is why this isn't the real friendship. No, but in a real friendship, but it doesn't oh, have a script. I, I, I when have you a have script at home when I talk with my wife and kids. But it's I have a maybe I'm wrong. And maybe Vic really it, does. And now have. it is time for dinner. But it's uh, a better version of the friendship. It's the friendship distilled to its perfect essence. Yeah, without the dribs and drabs and everything. There's no, no, you know, no outtakes here. Okay, until the end. Uh, so we were talking about we were going to talk about ice cream, and since it is still a very hot week, why not? Let's. People seem to be very animated people about like that. People like food talk. People love food talk it. to a certain extent, and they wanted us to talk more about. Ice cream. Uh, I did literally, have, uh, literally hundreds of people hundreds sending in emails. They said we please. were promised an ice cream yeah. segment, and, and I you teased you, us, and you took you it know, away. You took it away. And and, and and people like to share what they like and things like that. I will say this: I have one observation, which is I thought was interesting. When I had been doing research for my vodka book, uh, I was out in Death's Door in Madison, Wisconsin, and the guy who does that distillery. You were where? Death's Door. What is Death's that Door? That is a well, De- uh, Door County is in Wisconsin, and the brand is called Death's Door, and it they do vodka, uh, bourbon, gin, all sorts of things, and they make multiple spirits for other companies as well. Uh, and when I was talking with them, uh, his observation, the, the distiller's observation, was that uh, ice cream and vodka are actually uh, of a similar industry because vodka, they said, you know, sixty percent. Of uh, sixty or sixty-five percent of uh, American vodkas all come from a handful of ethanol plants, right from the Midwest. As it turns out, a lot of the ice cream that we eat originally come from you know a handful of dairy farms, and they just hmm. send it out That's to different companies. No, <laughs> no, not in China. Some of them maybe depends where you go. Uh, when are we going to outsource yeah. that? Eventually, and it. it we, Think about all the fish that we get. We send more fish to, uh, to China, and we're eating more fish from China. That's what's crazy. Anyway, uh, so the Didn't ice we cream. we just get the fish to swim over there on their own? Through the, through and the then we would save the shipping costs? You could just catch them be, over there? That would be ideal. No. That would be ideal. So uh, Aquaman but, could do that. Yes, yes. Khal uh, uh, Drogo could do that. Okay, so with, the, uh, with, with, with ice cream, they just you know make them dairy farmers. They send them to a whole bunch of different companies, and then they can add whatever they want. And the big difference is the amount of air they add. And usually, the cheaper the ice cream, the more air they put into it. You ever get those so really the, cheap brands that are so light? So does the, does the like, air make it easier to scoop? Is that like is that like cheaper, the soft yeah. serve? No. Or? Well, it technically would make it easier to scoop because there's not much there. But they don't have to pick pack it. They can they can you know, get twelve boxes of ice cream versus six if they uh. you know. So the really good ice creams that people tend to love are ones that are very thick. Which um, are creamy? So, wait, wait, so uh, can you name names? What are what yeah, are like, like Briars? Some of the, so know. Briars is oh, like a better, airy. or that's, that's airy. airy. That's more airy. Yeah, yeah, so what airy. are what are the ones that are Hagen less airy? Talenti, any of the gelato products. Most gelatos are not, you know. So uh, uh, as airy. What's the difference between gelato and ice cream? That's a good question, and there is a difference, Sonny. Just on the spot here, I can't. Tell you don't. You can't I tell can't me. Tell you. Besides being Italian, um, but uh, it is. Great podcast. They guys. say they say that gelato is healthier for you. I like to believe that, <laughs> even though it feels more sinfully rich. Um, 
I just like getting ice cream and then pouring sugar on top of it. That's, you know, like I've with seen, my grapefruit. Do you remember in Mad Men, the uh, uh, January Jones's father uh, was putting sprinkling cho- uh, salt on top of his chocolate ice oh, cream? Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that I've weird seen, that no, it no. sticks with you? It stuck with me, no. and I wondered about it's that. An interesting, you know, it's an interesting, I, I, maybe I should do that, too. Well, yeah, it's not a lark. Okay, do you have a ice cream thought, Sonny, and ice cream ranking? Because I do. Uh, best and worst, I actually have. I, Go uh, ahead, Sonny. I would say I have one real ice cream thought, which is, like I, it, it is one of the foods where my tastes have changed the most over the year. So I, when whenever I was growing up and we would go to the Baskin Robbins, I would always get the. Do you do you remember the pink bubblegum ice cream? <laughs> the ice cream that was like it was like kind of bubblegum flavor, but okay. it had like the pieces of bubblegum in it. Not to jo- I'm going to mention mm-hmm. this later, but that's on the list of yeah. my worst. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. but no, but right, so right. like I would I would always get this as a kid because the way I see it from again from a child's perspective, it's like I'm getting double desserts. Okay, you're getting double I'm dessert. getting double desserts here. I'm getting the ice cream, but then I'm also getting the bubblegum, which I save to the side and then I chew later. It's great. It's like it's like a tootsie pop. You yes, know? I was gonna ask. Or like you, a blow pop. Let me ask you because I've I've always looked at it and never, even as a child, thought I want that. Okay, mm. I thought like, ew, this is gross. It looks too weird. Wait, wait, wait. How yes. can it be on your worst then if you've never had it? I look at it and I know. You, okay, no, hold you, on. This I've is, had something this similar. Is, <laughs> this is this is can this you is say that? this oh, is you, this is. You, Mark that yeah, down. Well, it's 1634. Can I we? Don't, I don't think that's. Bleepable. Would you write down 1634? Uh, yeah, I don't uh, think it's but the but the, here's the problem with this is that is that uh, you are you are making a judgment on something without actually having experienced it. You know this what? This is I've pure philistine. I've had ice cream. Philistine. I've had ice cream with gummy bear topping, and I think this is probably what it tasted like. I thought to myself, I, yes. I've only yes. ever done that at I've only ever done that at uh, Golden Corral. The, like you know the dessert bar at Golden Crow, they have like a, they have like a soft serve uh, froyo or whatever. I will g- but then they have yes. like they have like plates of gummy bears and jelly beans. Yeah, it was or whatever. a very popular yeah. froyo topping, and I never understood yeah. why anyone would want to do it. But is it basically the no, same? It's describe the texture the pro- of bubblegum basket robins. Well, well, the problem with the the gummy bears is that, and, and this is also kind of the problem with the ice cream and the the bubblegum is that it gets really hard. Like the it, it's, it's really cold. it's really it's hard. So it's... like you when you have a frozen gummy bear, trying to eat a frozen gummy bear is is not the easiest thing. In the world, if I had fillings, I imagine I would have pulled several out uh, over the years. Uh, but anyway, but like as a child, I was really into bubblegum ice cream just because, again, like child, child, yeah. my reasoning yeah. faculties as a child was like double desserts means double the pleasure. So, like, this is great. Uh, but, and you separated but, them, which is interesting. Yeah, but so, but yeah. as okay. well, you can't chew the bubblegum and eat the ice cream at yeah, the same so time. That's, that's insane. Crazy. That's, sounds crazy. That's a that's an insane thing. To so do. in other words, you can't take a normal scoop and just get, yeah. But now, no. but now I'm like I I like as I've gotten older, my tastes have become more vanilla. You could say. <laughs> oh. Uh, I j- and right I one. I really I really just like uh, like a good scoop of vanilla ice cream with some like may- maybe some chocolate syrup or something. Just like but okay. like just like straight up vanilla or straight up strawberry. You're becoming Perfect. a purist. Yeah, purist. Fred, all Fred these crazy Bar- flavors. Fred, Fred Barnes' favorite ice cream, vanilla. He says that's the purest. I mean, the, 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 the real connoisseurs, Fred says, if, like vanilla. If you get a real, I mean, a real good scoop of vanilla ice cream. Where are you on French Perfect. vanilla? Uh, I Vic, prefer, where are you on French vanilla? Love it. I, I prefer regular. French vanilla, there's something weird about the texture of it. And what if you could put white chocolate sauce <laughs> on your vanilla ice cream? I mean, would that make it better? I mean, obviously, I would do that, but I don't live in heaven, JVL. <laughs> I don't. I'm not a resident of. We have the, the technology. Thereafter, I wish. I wish that we had this uh, as a standard option at all restaurants, but it, unfortunately, it just it, it does not exist yet. JVL, your ice cream thoughts. 
I feel as though we are advancing in ice cream technology because what you guys were saying about Maker's Mark last week or the week before, whenever that was, uh, that is, oh, that's great. The mic didn't pick that up at all. Don't worry, Vic. Uh, so Ben and Jerry's. Used Speaking to be of people who are sick. Ben and Jerry's used to be the gold standard in ice cream. And yes, I now I feel like Ben and Jerry's is your median like good ice cream, right? Oh, yeah, so yeah, now, but it, it's yeah. just another corporate thing. thing. It's like, not known by Ben and Jerry's. Like Maker's Mark used to be like the premium, right? Bourbon, and now it's and, just and now another it's bourbon. Like, it's like, like yeah, it's, okay. no, it's good bourbon, yeah. right? So things are getting better. Uh, I mean, I the two best ice creams I've ever had in my life, uh, I of course ranked, and uh, one of them comes from New Jersey. Victorino, and you may have even had it before. Uh, I want to know what the brand is. Does it taste Halo like Halo Farms? Oh no! So no, it's a no. dairy farm Does right it taste outside like sulfur? of. Wow! <laughs> How dare you? That's North Jersey. It is a dairy farm right outside of what used to be Trenton State, is now the College of New Jersey, which oh, makes yes. it classier. So, yes, it is. And uh, it, it, they make so many people who went to Rutgers got uh, wanted to go to Rutgers got confused and they ended up at Trenton State. They're like, "What? <laughs> this is it? This is it? New Brunswick?" Sorry, go ahead. But it's you know I they don't understand that joke. That was I don't understand that, that, was, under, that, was that was joke. Yeah, so. they have their own cows. They they milk them. They make the ice cream right there. It's tremendous. In the summers I spent at Trenton Halo. State, we would go on runs to Halo Farms, mm-hmm. and for like two dollars for a pint of amazing ice cream, it was tremendous. The other, the best I've ever had, uh, probably even better than Halo Farms, is in Ireland. There's a small chain, but run by a couple of brothers in Ireland called Murphy's, and these guys make the greatest premium ice cream you have ever tasted. I actually talked with the the brothers when I was over there. They just opened their second shop at the time. I said, boy, you ought to bring this stuff to America because you would be printing money. If they opened one of these places over here, there would be lines around the block for it. They were selling single scoops of their ice cream for nine euros. Nine euros. So that's I, like you know what? First of all, JVL, I forget when I talked about how was your week. I forget that you've just come back from the weekly standard cruise. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Didn't go on that thick. Well, but that's okay. Well, were you sorry? No, no. What were you saying that you were? When were you in uh, Ireland? This is years ago. Years ago. I didn't even know you've been to Ireland. And uh, uh, no, no, it's fine. Look, I was asked. Hey, they we, asked me to go. We can I'm this. the one who said listen, no to that. Listen, don't worry. We can delete this part. No one will ever know. No one will ever know. So here's, here's how good this ice cream was. It was nine euros for a single scoop. How many dollars is that? Uh, I don't A lot. I don't. That's well, like 14. Nine euros doesn't mean you, you might as well tell me you ate a meter of I'm gonna tell you, yogurt. Uh, I don't. I don't know what. Sunny, I don't know what that means. I'll tell you. It's about fourteen bucks. Okay. So I ate this. And I thought to myself, this ice cream is not worth nine euros, but it's easily worth seven. <laughs> That's how good it was. You know, one of these luxury purchases where you you consume it and think to yourself, okay, well, this price point's ridiculous, but there's also a ridiculous price point at which it's totally worth it. But it's still the best. That, the best yeah. ever. This is how TBE, I feel. TBE, as CM Punk would once have said. This is basically how I feel about every time I have like a really nice steak at a steakhouse. I'm like, okay. That price point was absurd, but I would have definitely mm-hmm. paid ten percent less than this. Very. What's happily. annoying me, by the way, really quick aside here about steak price points, <laughs> we wait see tomorrow. Uh, is uh, sixty? Is they're trying to make sixty the new normal? Uh, sixty steaks. The new 40. 60 yeah, is the sixty new 40. is the new forty. I saved a menu from the early aughts from like Morton's and like ooh forty five dollars. That's crazy. Now it's like sixty, and I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Anyway, first, okay. First world problems. First world, first world problems, <laughs> the podcast. Okay, delete that part, too. That so was offensive. So I have a quick question about ice cream. Yeah, yeah, sure. Favorite topping, go. Oh, 
Victorino. Oh, uh, like sprinkles? Uh, or no, 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 gym, no, no. I would say, like gym, you know what? If you can get gym, like crushed teeth bar, that'd be great. Gym, sprinkles? Jimmy's. Gym, <laughs> Jimmy's. As we Put say a Jimmy, in New Jersey. I know, I know, I know the different meanings of Jimmy's. Uh, but uh, uh, I would Rainbow say, Jimmy's are okay. Yeah, you know what? Those I are like just sprinkles. Crushed, are they? any sort of crushed nuts or toffee. That's what I like. Wet walnuts? I don't think, I, well, excuse me? No, you don't like the wet walnuts. All right, Sunny. What favorite topping? Oh, I've go. seen that. No, no. Uh, just uh, straight up Hershey's chocolate syrup. Okay, chocolate syrup Gee, or yeah. chocolate fudge? Chocolate syrup. Chocolate syrup. Why? I just like the chocolate taste. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't. I've never really thought that hard about it. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite topping? I don't really do a lot of toppings. You just, you're a purist. You just want the ice cream. No, I'm not really. I sort of bounce around flavors. I don't have a, I, I mm-hmm. just, I literally, one of these things where there are plenty of toppings that I like, mm-hmm. and because there are plenty of them that I like, I will never order any of them. Yeah. If I have like a, if I don't have a single overriding compulsion mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to drive me to do something, mm-hmm. then I don't do it. Yeah. I'm sure this shocks you. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Can I just say- I can I, hear I, Shannon your, laughing your, from here. Your, your, your discussion of like very nice uh, ice cream shops has reminded me of my, my, my actual favorite- like individual ice cream shop and it's a place called Toffs in uh in in Ohio kind of in between my my mom's family uh, is from Bellevue Ohio and that which is about I don't know 30 minutes from Cedar Point which is like the best Ooh. roller coaster Oh yeah of course That's so like awesome. kind of halfway between Bellevue and Cedar Point basically mm-hmm. if I'm remembering my geography correctly is a place called Toffs and it's just like uh, it's just like a local you know chain I, I don't know if it's actually even a chain but it, it's great it, I'll tell you another topping that I like if you can get it you know, like on a Sunday whipped marshmallow I love whipped marshmallow more so than I like whipped cream whipped marshmallow is like I think they would put it on a gym dandy for example at friendlies uh, but it's one of the reasons why um, I like uh, here's one from a blast from the past some people might Brian Fotna would know what this is I don't think JBL does seal test heavenly hash does that ring a oh, bell? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember Seal Test? Heavenly Hash. Heavenly Hash, because there was marshmallow in it and chocolate and chocolate chips. I would never I would never consume that as a kid because I thought the entire, the, the name of it, it was, was so dirty and disgusting. Hash. That's why I ate it. That's why I ate it. It sounds like something that some like 30s hobo would make. Oh, it's Heavenly Hash. No, thank you. Oh, I just made a Heavenly Hash this morning. Okay, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Okay. Pass. No, no, no. Okay, pass. I liked it. Did you have ferals by you? No. No. No, okay, never not. mind. I won't go okay. into ferals, but mm-hmm. anybody who is listening to this who had ferals, uh, Chris, what is what know. is a ferals? Ferals is this very small ice cream chain that we had in South Jersey during my childhood. And by small ice cream chain, I mean they they had like they had one in all the local malls, and that's it. So like three or four of them, mm-hmm. except that there's also one of them in Oregon. At the like in the downtown area of mm-hmm. where the University of Oregon is, mm-hmm. and it's the the shtick of is that it's old timey like you know eighteen seventies ice cream parlor. Oh, I, I get. But drunk. they I'm like such a sucker for that tin roof Sundays. Oh, just like it would, where the, the the gimmick was that you'd bring your you bring you your tin roof Sunday, but they'd also then bring you two pots like like glistering silver pots of the hot fudge that you, you poured pour on, on yourself, yourself so that you wouldn't have them pouring it on in the back and then having to wait for three minutes for the ice cream to get to you and have it get all melted and stoopy. JV, oh, that's you, actually pretty smart. Do you re, do you remember the Jersey tin, Strong? Do you remember the Tin Roof Sunday at Ocean Air? They used to do one uh, oh, yeah. Spanish peanuts on top yep. of the skin. This is really turning into the at first Ocean the, Air. At Ocean at Air, Ocean Air <laughs> like oh, uh, the, your twenty dollar dessert. Yes, or the baked Alaska, or the Dixie or, Cup, or you could get the yeah, Dixie. literally a Dixie Cup with a wooden spoon for a dollar. 
This is really turning into the first world episode. Uh, okay, aren't they uh, all? Yes, yes. Uh, so any, the, uh, another good one out there, by the way, is Talenti toasted almond. It's very hard to find, but it's I think the closest thing to butter crunch, which was an old fashioned Howard Johnson's flavor in the old days. Howard Johnson, the man himself, like in the twenties and thirties, created his own ice creams. He was really good at <laughs> it. Before, he was also a very good entrepreneur, obviously. Uh, but he did butter crunch, and here's a flavor that no longer exists: grape um, um, uh, grape nut. Grape I bet nut. you that's good. I bet you I tried grape, grape nut. If grape nut ice cream existed, do they still make so- grape nut cereal? Yes, grape nut cereal is pretty good. Yeah, see, there you go. Uh, and number one on my list of favorites is you'd have to take a time machine to uh, Friendly's circa nineteen seventy eight for fake banana. I don't want fake real banana. I don't want real banana. Oh. I want with the artificial, so it's like this bright yellow. So it's like the runts flavor. What? Banana. Have you ever had runts? <laughs> no. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, like there the, you go. They're like the little candies that are shaped like fruits. They have like oh, more, yes. And one of them's a banana. Yeah. And it's like it's like it's essence really. of banana. You right. you bite into it and you're like, that is like right. what an I. That's like what a computer thinks banana <laughs> right, tastes right. like. Right. It's not really, but yep. I loved that growing up. Uh, so bring me bring back the fake banana. Okay. Uh, there's something else I need to tell you guys. By now. Everyone knows that Dollar Shave Club ships amazing <laughs> razors for a few bucks. I've been a member for a while, and I love my shave. What you might not know, I didn't, is that Dollar Shave Club also has products for pretty much everything else I need in the bathroom. Body wash, shampoo, hair gel, lip balm, everything. As soon as I heard Dollar Shave Club had stuff other than razors, I was sold. At the store, there are too many options, and you can't tell the difference between any of them. Then, if you have any questions, the clerk usually doesn't know the difference either or can't really help you since they are not experts on the products. DSC makes it easy and convenient for you to upgrade your shave and your bathroom. Now, you don't have to step foot in a store to get a high-quality shave and grooming products. We'll deliver them right to your door. Just like their razors, everything is super high-quality and left me looking and feeling amazing. From premium ingredients to sophisticated scents, DSC is changing the game. If you're like me and sick of the nonsense at the store, now is the time to try out Dollar Shave Club for a limited time. DSC is basically giving away their starter set to new members. For only $5, this starter set features their executive razor and three trial-sized versions of their most popular products that help you stay fresh and clean. In your first box, you will receive their shave butter, body wash, and one-wipe Charlie's butt wipes. You will also receive... Their executive razor, which includes the premium weighty handle and full cassette of cartridges. After the first box, replacement cartridges are set for only a few bucks a month. This this uh, offer is exclusively available at dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash substandard. Dollar Shave Club's high-quality products will have you covered from top to bottom. There's no better time to try the club. I have. I, I'm gonna tell you. I, <laughs> That's the best read you've ever done. Your voice just kept getting higher, higher and higher. Every, yes, I'm every just, paragraph. <laughs> I don't want to tell you guys. I had to read that. Uh, the did you um, did you, did you <laughs> not practice at home? <laughs> no, I, I, we mean with the with the butt wipes themselves. No, I have to. Well, I've, the I've read it. I've, with a handle. Oh, a I high thought, quality you know, I handle. thought it was a plunger. Uh, the the. Uh, I will say this: People are laughing, but our friend and uh, Sonny, our colleague Brent Share, he has had one wipe Charlie butt wipes. He says they're they're great, mm. and that's why he's got such a spring in his step. <laughs> uh, I assumed it was either that or all the alcohol. I didn't. I, was, I wasn't going to ask any questions. Okay, 
Now, Unwipe Charlie's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm efforting this. No, you might just because type... I do not have a membership. Oh right, myself. no, just type in. I applied but was rejected, much like Georgetown. <laughs> Here it is. It's a real thing. One wipe Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course it's a real the thing. Civilized and way it's to great. wipe. It's a civilized way to absolutely. Now go to Google search and just type in butt wipes and see what comes up. Oh, they have a gentle okay. peppermint scent. <laughs> Why would they need that? Now, over the weekend, uh, it. Continued to dominate the box office with $60 million, followed by American Assassin at $14.5 million. And finally, Mother. Does it, by the way, does it really have to be lowercase like E.E. E. Cummings? Well, they actually sent a, the, the um, uh, PR people sent an email around saying, you know, in your reviews and other writings, please make I'm, sure to put Mother as lowercase oh, with an exclamation I'm sorry. Point. Yes, JV. I got to stop us here. The gentle peppermint scent. And a minty tingle. Please continue. I can't wait. I hope we get these uh, swag. I hope we get swag soon. Um, It it really helps in a pinch. (laughs) Uh, Sonny, continue. Mother came in at seven and a half million. That's more than it deserved, isn't it? Well, Sonny, you saw Mother. Did you see it? No, she did not see it. Maybe he should see it next week if it's still in theaters. I doubt that. Sonny, you saw Mother. Tell Mm -hmm. us, how was it? I didn't like it. Uh, so Mother is the new film from Darren Aronofsky, who is the guy who directed uh, Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, Black Swan, uh, Noah, a bunch of other movies. Um, and it is, it's it is they've done it, they've done a very um, uh, uh, good job of marketing it, kind of. Insofar people as people are have, talking about they have, it, they've hidden what it is actually about. It has been kind of marketed as a uh, as a kind of a straight, or maybe not straightforward, but like kind of a horror movie, you know, with like a it's 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 being marketed as kind of a scary movie with jump scares and you know who knows what's going on in this creepy house? Is it haunted? What's what's the deal? Are they ghosts? I don't know. Um, and there's a reason it got an F from CinemaScore. Now CinemaScore is best understood. I think we've discussed this on the show before, but CinemaScore is best understood as a measure of audience expectations. Uh, because what they do is they they pull people who go who pay money to see the movie uh, on on its first day on like the Thursday night Friday uh, shows and they then get the score. So American Assassin, for instance, which was also new this week, got a B plus cinema score. It was basically what people were expecting to see. They you know they they were they they got they were expecting a spy thriller type action movie and they got it. and they got a spy thriller action movie and it wasn't great. But it also was more or less what they wanted to see. That's why it got a B plus. I mean, American Assassin is a very mediocre to bad movie, and even most mediocre to bad movies do fine on Cinema Score in right. like the B to B plus range. Because it is if what it what, is. If it's what people were expecting to see. Right. Mother got an F. Mother got an F. Mother's one of the very rare movies to get an F, and uh, it got an F because it was sold as one thing, and it is in fact something else. It's not a kind of straightforward horror film, though it is horrifying and it has some kind of scary elements. It is what it actually is is kind of a Bible allegory. So it basically the the movie uh, follows uh, uh, Javier Bardem, who plays an unnamed poet creator type he's an artist he wants to make and, and build and create and uh, his wife his young wife 
uh, who was played by Jennifer Lawrence, also not named. Um, Leaves him when she the meets mother. the guy who plays James Bond in another. No, 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 no different, <laughs> different movie. Uh, and these two, uh, they live in a house that they're kind of rebuilding, and he has writer's block. He can't, he can't work. She is trying to help him through this, and everything gets started when uh, a man and a woman show up at his house, uh, at their house, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, they have two children, an older son and a younger son. The older son, uh, uh, I forget, I forget my Bible stories now. But one of the sons slays the other son by bashing him in the head with a rock, and it's okay. kind of at this point that you mm-hmm. realize, okay, this is Cain mm-hmm. and Abel. Mm-hmm. There, there's a big house party. There's a flood. Everybody has to leave the house, you know, et cetera. So it's like it's it's a it is like telling this kind of biblical allegory that is also about really uh, the the fact that man is a plague and destructive and ruins the earth, which is embodied both by the house and by Jennifer Lawrence, who's playing kind of this Gaia mother earth type um, fertility goddess. You know, it's, 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 and it's, and it's about, you know, how, you know, men uh, uh, prey upon women and like rely on them to help create inspiration and then abuse and discard them. It's got all of these different kind of mixed metaphors running around in it. But like the, if you go into it expecting a kind of biblical allegory told from the point of view of somebody who is about on the Richard Dawkins level of like angry atheist, like your God is a lie. He's dumb and he hates you. And all he wants is he, he sucks the life out of you and he gives you nothing back. And how, you know, how can you be with him? It is like that. It is like that uh, for about two hours. And there's, look, here's the thing about the movie is that it is a very skillfully made film. Darren Aronofsky is a great director. He understands uh, how to ratchet up, um, not tension exactly, but ratchet up kind of craziness. He just keeps going. And the whole last 30 minutes of this movie are like just told in kind of a nonstop, um, escalatingly violent and angry situation that uh, culminates in the end of the world. It culminates in the, the house being yeah. burned down. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I just, I, I didn't, I, I, I didn't care for it. It was just too much. It was, there was, there was a lot going on there. And I am somebody who really likes Darren Aronofsky. I like, I like, I think Requiem for a Dream is a like great and disturbing film. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, I actually like what he did in Noah, which kind of takes the same basic ideas of mother, which are, again, humanity is a plague and a virus and needs to be wiped out mm. or it will mm-hmm. destroy the world. And and did it in a much more artful, much more interesting, frankly, a better storytelling sort of way. I mean, this is this is a $30 million art house film that Paramount has spent, I don't know, 20 or $30 million marketing. And I, on the one hand, I want to give them praise for like putting out something interesting and complicated and artistic. But on the other hand, it is just a hateful, ugly movie. It is. A, it is. I mean, it really is a hateful film. Yeah, I it mean, is a movie. That, it, it's. It's like the. It is almost the definition of m- misanthropic. Right. Um. Insofar as it like hates man. Right. As a as a class. Well, it of, doesn't sound like a pleasant experience or it an escapist experience. It was not. Or, it was definitely not. Um. And uh, look, when you saw it, uh, you saw it at a screening. No, uh, I saw. I saw it. Uh, oh, I, right. I, I. I saw it. Uh, on like a Friday morning after it came out. Were there, uh, was there was there anybody else in the theater? There were a couple other people in the theater. Yeah. 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 You get the general sense of the people were also feeling sort of like, "Ugh, what is this?" Uh, 
I know I didn't really get that sense, but I, I, I was reading some of the some of the uh, some critics were talking about going to see it with like real audiences and audiences just walking out like oh the third of the way through the film, wow. halfway through the film, just wow, like leaving, know. leaving in, in droves. Uh, so anyway, it's an unpleasant film and I don't recommend it. But, uh, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, <laughs> go for it, I guess. Um, JVL. I knew it was bad because all the Christian hating film critics hated it even and they couldn't like weren't willing to make it see that's how bad it was people whose ideological viewpoint agrees with Aronofsky mm-hmm. weren't willing to make excuses for the movie mm-hmm. wow that's how you know yeah. that a film is yeah. really terrible yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonny you said uh, this is a movie that you would not want to sit through again yeah I, I don't think I would I mean I might force myself to do it just because it again to see if I have kind of misjudged it or whatever mm-hmm. and look again what i will say is that it is a very well-made movie it is a sure. it is like a real piece of artistry it, just because it is a uh, a hateful mm-hmm. uh, uh angry piece of artistry does not make it any less of a piece of art um but the the uh i i have i have no real interest in sitting through that again no uh, there are probably other movies we have, perhaps, on sure. a list of sorts of movies we would never want to sit through again. Uh, who wants to start us off? JVL, you need some time? Well, or? no, I was going to say that I think we need to really unpack this a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because there are a whole bunch of different subspecies and genuses. Mm-hmm. Unwatchable how. Talking about, sure. Right, unwatchable right, right. how. And so we will start with professional wrestling. I realize we use a lot of pro wrestling slang in this, and we have never like unpacked it and defi- defined it for people who don't know. So when we say kayfabe, this means that this is within the pretend make-believe storylines of wrestling, where everybody pretends that they are bad or good or have a feud. Um, you have faces, who are the good guys, heels, who are the bad guys. You have heat, which is the amount of enthusiasm that a character drives with the audience. So you have heel heat being a bad guy who people really get exercised over. But then there is the rarest form of heat, X-Pac heat. X-Pac heat is so named because there was a wrestler in the early 2000s whose ring name was X-Pac, who audiences hated legitimately. And they didn't hate him the way that they loved to hate him or that they thought he was evil. It's just they wanted him to go away. And so... I'm saying I think there are heel heat movies that you don't want to see mm. again because you actually can derive some pleasure from hating X-Pac, on them. X Pac was the one two three kid, right? Yes, that, and then yeah, and Became then he was the and then he was X-Pac. six, right? When he first went to the WCW, he was he was called six because it was one two three added together, and then oh, he was X Pac, and then he was X Pac when he I came think, yeah. became part of. I think this is right. I might be wrong. I don't know. This is uh, this was like my golden age of wrestling. Not mine. This, okay. this period. So there are there the the four categories I have here are. The movies that you hate and don't want to watch again, but that you derive some pleasure from thinking about or talking about them. There are movies mm. which you hate only because they're overpraised, and so it's the the, the just rebel I know, from it. I know which one is uh, oh, falls into this category man, for JBL. I know. No. Brace yourself. Uh, there are there are movies which you like legitimately like, but won't watch again because they're such hard watches. And then there is the X Pac heat movies which you just you just want them to go away. And so those are the four categories, and I thought I would set that up and say, which would you like to discuss first? Well, I didn't set up my categories that way. It's too hard for me to keep track of that. It's very complex. Yeah. I'm going to let you just go and yeah, do your you thing. Just, why don't you just, just name do your, your own category? Your, just go your, for it. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so the heel heat movies, the movies that you I don't even know what that means anymore. I don't know what it means. Uh, are movies that are actively like Transformers. Okay. Right. Like the original Transformers or Showgirls. Showgirls is terrible, but everybody sort of enjoys hating it. Or Goodfellas. Then there are movies that you hate Whoa, because they're over. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. I don't even mean that. Goodfellas is fine. Um, there are movies that you hate because they're overpraised. And here, the two I'm thinking of are Crash and Shakespeare in Love. I do not like Crash. I think the critical rea- I think the the cultural reaction to Crash would have been fine had it not won the best picture. Yeah. And the same thing for Shakespeare in Love. I I actually love Shakespeare in Love. I mean it's a, great, a lovely movie. I enjoy yeah, it tremendously. People hate it out there, especially in film nerd world. And I think it's because it became so radically overpraised. Well, and also because it beat Saving Private Ryan, which yes. is a movie that people really wow. really feel strongly about and really yes. love. Uh, and which shows up in my third list, which is the movies that you like a lot but won't watch again because they're hard watches. Mm-hmm. And for me, Saving Private Ryan is in there. Kind of. Schindler's List is in there. And Raging Bull is in there. Mm-hmm. All great movies. All hugely admirable mm-hmm. movies. All movies that I have zero interest in ever it sitting depends. through again. I can watch parts, but I don't think I can go through beginning to end again. There are scenes. Yes, like, scenes. I can pull scenes. Oh, there are scenes. To... Yeah, absolutely. For all three movies. Yes. Yeah, uh, but, but the full of it. Uh, and then the X-Pac Heat ones, but like the entire oeuvre of Lars von Trier, like Antichrist, mm-hmm. the Bjork Dancer yeah. in the Dark movie, even Melancholia, which despite having naked Kirsten Dunst, is still unwatchable. That's how bad <laughs> it is. Nymphomaniac 1 and Nymphomaniac Part 2. Did you I actually like see think, those? Yeah, at some point. I never did. One, I, I did. never bothered. Those movies, I like to think of all the adolescent boys who feel utterly betrayed by the promise of those movies. Who thought they were going to get something? I can think of two things different. that are wrong. Right with that again, title. again, yeah. the Naked yeah. Lunch, right. Simpsons, right? Uh, <laughs> and even early Steven Soderbergh, like Solaris, mm. which mm. is well, Solaris, that was, that was terrible. That was terrible. Schizopolis, which is the, the great line for me. He said that was the movie where I had moved from personal to merely private filmmaking. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> just you just want to go away. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh's Full Frontal, same thing. Weird. Full Frontal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So those are those are and. There is a weird fifth class in this for me, which is move your secret shame movies, which are movies that everybody else loves and you inexplicably hate. Huh. Which is? Okay. For me, like Forrest Gump. Everybody loves Forrest Gump. And I hate A lot of people hate that movie. A lot of people hate that movie. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. There are dozens of us. It's very. It's I'm like the never nude. <laughs> I'm wearing cutoffs underneath these. Yeah. It's very film nerd to hate Forrest Gump. Yeah. It's very pretentious. It? Like, oh, Forrest Gump, that movie's bad. Because everybody. Because it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everybody. yeah you're, you're, just, yeah, you're yeah. just one of many. Yeah, I am who I am. Film, okay. film nerds. I, I, angry I'll, film nerds. You want me to go, Sonny? Or you yeah, sure, go? go ahead. Okay. Mine are very straightforward. Um, Wait, that's it? We're not going to discuss? Well, like, no, but like, all right, so if we want to... Right, well, it's I wish too we had, hard for me to keep yeah, track of. I, I wish we had gotten a heads up on this before. You could have oh, sent us an I email saying, but then you hey, said, here are my various categories. Well, I, if you're going to... if we're gonna, you, 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 We don't come in here and say, like, oh, by the way, we're going to rank uh, Romanian films from 1987 to 2013. Go for it. Anyway, so in your categories, the movies that I legitimately X-Pac... Heat, hate, X-Pac hate. I don't. X-Pac, X-Pac hate. hate. It's so X-Pac, hard. X-Pac hate. Uh, I, as a, as somebody who like has to see a movie every week, there, I, I get a fair number of these, probably more than I would like. Um, the most recent iteration of this for me was the movie Hardcore Henry, mm. which was the one that was shot entirely yep. from the first person point of view, and it was, it was a sh- fathom event. 
it oh was it a fatima? <laughs> yeah no well they, they got it got a real i mean it got a real release yeah. it was it was like in but it was it's like it's not it's not bad because it's stupid though it is stupid and it's not bad because it's poorly acted because they're actually uh uh oh what's his name from district nine charlto copley sure is that his, I whatever the the South African guy has he he like plays a bunch of different roles and he's like kind of clever and it like it that that is actually but it is shot in such a way that it is literally impossible for me to watch I w- I wanted to be sick the whole time I had like motion sickness and if that movie if that dumb stupid movie never existed I would be a much happier uh, person um, let's see what else was there there were there were the movies Aren't you that you glad liked it didn't make a hundred million dollars oh god because if, if, like, if there were multiple versions of this. It would be the worst. Uh, let's see. Movies that I like but don't really want to see again. Um, I actually don't have movies like this. Like, I, I, this is the sort of movie that, like, Requiem for a Dream falls into for a lot of people. Sure. That, like, this is, like, an intense movie that it's, like, is, like, really well made, obviously, but very unpleasant. And I, like, even, even like, Schindler's List or something, um, uh, uh, these are all movies that I, like, don't necessarily I won't like sit down to watch as like a fun you know Friday evening or whatever but I will watch them for professional and kind of um uh uh, uh discussion purposes and as, you know? and as variety would I would say it, the only one yeah. the only one actually like that mm-hmm. recently was 12 years a slave which I which I like is again it's a very Im- impressive piece of filmmaking like there are a lot of great shots and like really horrifying stuff that is done with the camera uh in 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 addition to just like the action that's actually happening on the sc- on the screen but i like i have no interest in revisiting it again um just because it was it was unpleasant and not and and not um i don't know kind of mm-hmm uplifting in the way that like mm-hmm. the last scene of Schindler's List is right. I mean like right. the, the Liam Neeson speeches you know um, and the thing with Schindler's List it reminds me of um, you know as Variety would put it you know perfect across the board you know or just you know just stellar mm. and you think about Ben Kingsley Ray Fiennes I don't think yep. I, that was the first time I'd ever seen him on screen yeah. in, any, in anything and I said who is that guy you know I mean he's really sort of terrifying but hypnotizing yeah. and uh, and of course Liam Neeson are there any movies that everybody else loves and you hate Movies that, movies that everybody else loves and I hate. Dances with Wolves. That's one thing, isn't it? But a lot of people, a lot of people uh, hate, really that hate that too. Bad, right? A lot of people, people hate that. Hate I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't really think so. I don't, I don't think I have any, anything okay. in that category. Victorino. Um, I'll just go through my list and we can see if it fits in any of these categories. Uh, the movie that always stuck out in my mind is something that I thought was a terrible movie that I saw in the theater was. It was like the first movie I saw in a movie theater as a kid, and I thought to myself, this is a terrible movie. And it was from 1983, so I was 10, and it was just kids. I think my parents just said, okay, just go in there. And it was Hercules with Lou Ferrigno. And it was so it was mythological. It followed on the heels of Clash of the Titans, and you think, oh, that you know, that's hokey, but it's hokey enough that they could pull off. The, I mean, it's so ridiculous that, fine, it works. Hercules did not work. And one of the problems was, they had to dub Lou Frigno's voice because, as you know, Lou Frigno is is deaf, uh, and so it's like you're watching a foreign film. It wasn't the Hercules with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, not this one. That's a different one. There was a Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, there's a Lou Ferrigno one from 1983, and but but I, again, I don't fault Lou Ferrigno. He's a really sweet guy. From everything I've seen, the best thing I've ever seen Lou Ferrigno in was Pumping Iron about the 1975 competition for Mr. Olympia, and it was him versus Schwarzenegger. Are you sure you're not thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. 
And and in fact, in that in that documentary, Pumping Iron, he's so sweet, you know, and he lives with his Italian yeah. family yeah. in New York and the whole thing. But that was an unwatchable movie, uh, Hercules. Um, third one, I remember because we went to the theater and we didn't know what to watch, so we had to watch something, and we all ended up going in high school to see in 1990 the Two Jakes. Do you remember this movie? Is that the Chinatown scene? Yes. Yeah. In this town, I'm the leper with the most fingers. <laughs> it's such Is that from line. the Two Jakes? Really? Such a great line. The problem was I didn't see Chinatown ah, at the time. Yeah. And even still, it was so weird. It was 17. Uh, yeah, so, that's probably too. And even with Jack Nicholson and Harvey Keitel, I thought this is not, you know, and people I, waited for this. Yeah. Oh, this I've actually never seen, I've never seen the two Jacks. I've never, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm skip it. that. Number two, JVL is a movie that I believe you and I saw together. Mission to Mars. The <sighs> Brian De Palma? Yeah. Tim Robbins, Don Chi, yes, Tim Robbins. Connie Nielsen. Don, Connie Nielsen, Gary Sinise. People laughed at all the wrong parts. <laughs> That's how you knew it was bad. Like when Don yeah. Chino was left behind and he goes back and his hair was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, Every, yeah. wasn't that, that one of these, like there were two competing Mission to there Mars. Was, that was the Mars problem. And Red Planet. Yes, right, Red that Planet. was the, the Val like It's like the, the, the Dante's Peak mm-hmm. Volcano. Uh, Except they were genuinely a bad. Yes, Except they were right. both bad. Genuinely uh, bad. Well, yeah. I, I actually kind of like Mission to Mars it, just because it's. I, but but I but I can I am totally sympathetic to the people who think it's dumb. There was like a scene with I think it's Tim Robbins dancing with Connie Nielsen, weightless, and I'm like, what's yeah, the, to Van Halen, yes, dance the night away. Like, oh, hey, guess what? Point. I know why Vic went to see Hercules. Yeah, but let's see because here. this was the one sheet. Oh yeah, <laughs> look, it looks great. It has a. It's one of these drawing art. Yeah, ones no, from it's the like 80s. Sinbad and in the, in the Eye of the Tiger. It's the Hercules figure is an unrecognizable cartoon version of Luferigno, and he yeah. is surrounded by two very buxom, very scantily clad females. Well, it's very Conan. Yes, yeah, so it is Conan, well, and there the is thing. a robotic dragon. Yes, it's like a snake. Or yes, something. there is. But it's it's like look, he's a space robot or something. It, by the way, and it's I got, like it's like a star destroyer, but with a snake yes. head well, stuck they, on they the top. They tried of to it. get everything in one yeah. movie. And I got news for you. It wasn't real. It was stop action. Oh, Great. So now I have to stop do show notes this week. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Number one movie I think we could all agree on. I really, really thought this was an awful movie that I sat through in the theater. Congo from 1995. Boo! Congo's great. The movie? You shut your Not mouth. the book. The you movie? Shut, you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> the the <clears> book <throat> is terrible, too. Oh, that is one of Crichton's lesser books. You're wrong. You're both wrong. You're both You're both wrong. You're both Can I say this? Awful people. The the scene where he 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 jumps off the plane of the parachute with the gorilla strapped yeah. to him, the, the gorilla suit strapped to the actor. It's great. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's got Bruce Campbell in it in yeah. the in the opening scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's It's right. got it's got a great Delroy Lindo performance. The the mm-hmm. stop eating my sesame cake. <laughs> I love it. I love that movie. Oh ah, you're wrong. Okay. Also, by the way, creating a device. By the way, creating a device directed by. Oh, who? Ooh, uh, it wasn't Barry Levinson. That was Sphere. Uh, Frank Marshall. Oh, Ooh, really? Who really? Produced interesting a bunch of great movies. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, directed of Never Again. <laughs> here's here's the other problem with Cargo. Okay, so they they have the device that allows the gorilla to talk. Amy. Use your name. (laughs) And it was able to communicate. However, Sonny, just because it communicates, so if it communicates, the gorilla should be saying things like, you know, me hungry, me thirsty. Instead, it is, why are you jealous of him? I like you. Sad. (laughs) He's so 
person, but it was, and it got more, and there was so much nuance in that machine. I'm yeah, like, they don't know this about you, the gorilla. The gorilla has a lot of feelings. Crazy. You know, you're, you're, Crazy. you're, this is speciesism. That's it. We have to move on. The gorilla could have been our therapist. Congo's a million times better than Sphere. <laughs> Sphere was a bad, Sphere. that was a bad movie. Sphere. I wanted Sphere to do from, well, From too. a great, from, from a, uh, like, Sphere yeah. is actually maybe Crichton's, my, maybe my favorite Crichton book. Mm-hmm. JVL, how are who, you kidding uh, I you, just read that in the past year, and that book is yeah. You read it as a as a adult, you know, with life experiences and and stuff. No, no, I no. Read just it as the like third a act, thirteen year old. The third act, everything just falls apart in it. Like this is this is the class. So Crichton's early work, the the hallmark of it, is that he's great. It's like J.J. Abrams, fantastic mythology building, mm. fantastic world building, but he often has trouble with third acts. And the spheres like, no, it's I great. Know, I love, I love, I love the like kind of erasing the erasing the past thing that they do. That's it's Event great. Horizon. That is also a problem. That's, I mean, that, Event that's Horizon a different is movie. A, You're thinking yeah, of a totally different and movie. Leviathan. No, the, nobody where they, erases where they, the past. Where they like, sphere. where they like go into the the sphere and yeah. then they tell themselves to forget all the things. At erasing the their very, own past. Very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. JVL, r- r- tell our listeners about your. Uh, experience of seeing the screening of Sphere. Oh yeah, the the the, the critic screening for Sphere that I went to whenever that came out. Uh, they started <laughs> the movie with the second reel. Oh, <laughs> how and long? No way. We went eighteen minutes, I think, <laughs> before anybody realized that. You know, I understand avant garde and everything, but this isn't really <laughs> tracking and making a lot of sense. And so they then stopped the movie, brought the lights up. The people from the press agency said, we, we just need to rewind everything and reset. It'll only take us another, you know, 10 minutes or so. Hang out. And they just started over again. And I was unsurprised that the movie got poor reviews from the Washington <laughs> Area Film Critics. Shocking. Well, it got, it got poor reviews from just about everyone. I think it was not a well-received yeah, probably film. Probably true. Uh, I think we need to move on. Yeah, we're done. I don't know. Those are pretty good lists. They but were, can no, I yeah, mention some, show, some movies sure. which I am surprised that nobody? All right. Nobody oh, by the way, to list? to add to for your category of movies that you like but you could only see once, uh, Diving Bell Butterfly. Diving Bell Butterfly. I've never Diving Bell and the Butterfly. And the, yeah. You know that yeah. one. No, that's the one where uh, he's is got Lock-in syndrome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was terrible. It's uh, it was the editor of uh, French Vogue, and then he becomes paralyzed in all but one eye and can only communicate by blinking. And he writes the book by blinking. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Sounds okay. exciting. Uh, nobody mentioned Caligula. Here, I know. I'm just going to read off movies. Right. I'm going to read off a list of movies, mm-hmm. and you flag me yeah. if you'd like to have a mm-hmm. conversation. I'll about raise them. my hand up like the hearing test. Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Definitely terrible. And it, and remember, oh my gosh, as a kid, I want to see this. It's George Lucas. At, not only George Lucas, but also Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. That was at her height of like adolescent boy bait. I loved Leah Thompson. Yeah. Ishtar? Yeah. No right. one, nobody's going to. No, that's right. Leonard Part Six. <laughs> Never, I don't you don't know. even know what Leonard Part Six is. It's Bill Cosby. I don't know which that now is. has the added benefit of giving us all of the Bill Cosby backstory, <laughs> which gives you even new impetus to hate it. You mm. don't. This I was don't Bill Cosby in science fiction comedy, and it was going to be a summer blockbuster. It was like Pluto Nash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposed to be. I saw. You know what I saw? I, know, I saw. I don't know what. This I think is. the only Bill Cosby movie I saw in the theater was The Devil and Max Devlin, and that was with Elliot Gould, and uh, Bill Cosby played the devil. <laughs> Troll 2. 
starting Jennifer Aniston, classic of like this is when people talk about the the the, the yeah. best worst movies yeah. ever yeah. made. Wait, Troll I, Two is there? I, that's not Jennifer Aniston. Isn't Jennifer it? Aniston oh, was she's in Leprechaun. Leprechaun. She's Leprechaun. Yeah, Troll Two is different. In fact, I believe there was a a documentary made about the making yep. of Troll Two. I interviewed the director of that you back did? when it came out. Yeah. In, 08 or 09. Batman and Robin? Yeah. yeah. Spice World? No, 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 no. All right. What about Shazam? The, the movie done by Sinbad? Oh, I thought that was... Remember Sh- how? Oh, that was... Yeah, that, that, I, yeah, that was Sinbad. That's right. Sonny, you, you're you with me. I know what you're doing. You see what I know I'm what you're doing, doing, don't you? Yeah. You got him. It was good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good there. You know what? I'll put that into show notes, too. You should. For anybody yeah. who doesn't understand what I'm talking about, the Sinbad Shazam, Vic, you saw it, right? No, actually, I didn't. Sorry. Fine. All right. Okay. I guess we're moving right along. Is that it? Well, was it a smart choice uh, not uh, to uh, see it? Uh, <laughs> oh, we already did <laughs> we that. We did the JBL, it's an hour. We're already at an hour. Okay. Uh, corrections, additions, Sonny. Nothing. I got it. Very good. JVL. Uh, my wife says she did all the corrections on Twitter. Mm. She was, <laughs> like she exciting. and Kyle and substandard fan, and Roll. they all like tweeted each other. It's very sweet. They, they, they do. Uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, a trivia question. But quest- not Tom Winkler. No, Thank God. No. Uh, the trivia question is uh, for you boys. Uh, the time that George W. Bush was given a DUI in 1976 in Maine, who else was in the car with him? You ready for this? John Newcomb. Who we were just no. talking about. Yeah, the tennis guy. Are you kidding? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, that's wild. Think about that. Uh since what was I would love to know the story. Like, yeah, no, they were thing? they were they were they were drinking, hanging out, and you know, he he was hanging out with W. And the according uh, there was an interview with John Newcomb, he said all they were doing is drinking beers, but they were drinking him like, you know, like can you John first of all, I think one of the top rules in drinking is don't challenge an Australian. To drinking because they're <laughs> notoriously heavy drinkers, and Newcomb was able to take his beer mug with his teeth and raise it up to his glass, and then drink the whole thing down in one shot. And W is like, "Yeah, I can do that," and he did that. And then um, Newcomb was like, oh, "I'll drink from the other side," and have the beer, you know, pour all over him. And W's like, "I could do that too." Okay, let's drive home, you know. And then by that time, uh, that's hey, here's when... control of nuclear weapons. Yes, that's right. Uh, so that was that, and I only mentioned that also because, of course, substandard fan uh, who goes by the handle Lonely now. Um, he said so that he knows what's coming. Uh, he went to Newcomb Tennis Camp in New Braunfels. That eliminates many of my suspects of who New uh, Substandard um, Substandard fan is. By the way, uh, and he never bothered to learn who he was until recently. And Newcomb won seven Grand Slam singles titles. Even I didn't know that. Did you see Substandard fans' new sweet new uh, glasses? No. He he has made the oh yes know, the, the, oh what, those glass drinking glasses highballs yes. is that what that is no they look they look like tumblers beer. tumblers yeah. made tumblers with I can't I'm sure it's fine on them fantastic that's amazing okay and lastly I want to give a shout out to substandard fan Anne Marie Hauser who uh, recently came back from Europe and when she was in Vienna got me a bag of Julius Meinl Jubileum coffee beans and we had them over the weekend thank you uh, Anne Marie. And the ratio is one to one. Um, okay, Spirit of the Week, Sonny. Uh, I brought in some Oktoberfests from Sam Adams because we're because it's fall. We were looking fall for beer. pumpkin. There was no pumpkin no yet. Pumpkin. This is the best we could do at the CVS. Yeah, at the CVS. Okay. In our, in is that our why office. it was warm? Yes. Uh, there's nothing worse than that. Uh, that's all the time we are giving to the episode. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sonny Bunch. 
and uh, JV last. Nope. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Just type in substandard under podcasts. We're there. Leave a review. Tell your friends. And don't forget, substandard show notes will be up on Friday at 11 a.m. Until next time. Yeah, I, got I do. Okay, uh, good. Got Thank some you. Big news. Oh my gosh. There's a new watch coming. It's on its way. Where? What? Do you order your watches online? Do you go to a watch store? Don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to alert the counterintelligence types <laughs> that you're married to. Mm-hmm. But it's real and it is spectacular. Let me ask you this. Are you just having the watch sent directly to your office? Is that what's going to happen? No, I'm going to go pick it up. And it's going to be amazing. Why are you you're wearing a watch? You're I a watch am, guy. I Don't you have a Rolex? Have is this your Rolex? It's the only one I own. Is it the day and date? What are you, Oyster Perpetual. Oh, it's the Oyster Perpetual. It is Come on, given to me from my parents uh, 1995 as a graduation present oh. that I didn't feel worthy enough to wear until I started at the Weekly Standard. Yeah, uh, so we we went from talking about the sixty dollars steaks to the <laughs> ocean air desserts to the Rolexes that Vic uh, wanders yeah. around in. I, yeah, I'm sure it's only, fine. 